Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Friends, today we continue our countdown to episode 100. OMG, we are only one episode away. This is 99, which means that next week is our 100th episode. And today we are celebrating by taking a look at really the thing that brought the two of us together, and that's teacher social media. Like, I don't think we know each other. No. Yeah. I don't think we would know each other if we had not, you know, both trusted meeting a stranger on the internet. It's <laughs> kind of become a bizarre theme song in my life when I look around so <laughs> how many of my friends are strangers on the internet like the majority is the answer and and I think that's what's so cool about this episode is yes we've got a big list of people to share with you that you may or may not already be following but I think what Marie and I have to share with you today is maybe something that's just going to hit home with you in a way that other people don't get, which is how amazing both social media, like podcasting, YouTube, how these things have expanded the teacher universe in a way that was never, ever possible. And I think that that's just been so enriching to my career. Well, and my life. Yes. So last week when we were talking about like how we each got into business and I was kind of telling my story of how I just kind of accidentally started a business. I mean, I I Okay. I definitely started a business on purpose, but like I went into teacher social media going, what the hell is this? Why would people want to listen to me talk about what I do all day in the classroom? And then like 
found a following and found a community and found you and found like all these other people who are part of my daily life. And I just never thought that that would be a thing cut to here we are. Right. And there's like, to your point, teachers, social media, and by social media, we mean all the things. We mean the Instagram, the YouTube, the TikTok, the Twitter, the podcasts, the all, I don't know, is a podcast social media? I mean, I think the community- just content, right? I mean, but yeah, I feel like our people find us on Instagram, but they're here first. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we're talking really about social media platforms, Facebook even, what began as ways for people- to just interact and be social through media. I know, <sighs> minds were blown across America and uh, other countries. It has become such an interesting business landscape and also such an interesting place for something like education and the teaching community to like just explode in our reach and perspective. And I am a way better teacher from having found social media and from having found community here. I don't know that I would still be a teacher if I hadn't found social media. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know either. I honestly, and like, I was just thinking while you were talking about how isolating teaching is to begin with, right? So like pre-pandemic teaching was isolating. You were friends with the teachers in your department, you knew what your department does and maybe other people in your school, maybe people in a neighboring school or district, but that's like, that's it. Like, I don't feel like I was ever in touch with how things were done other places. And just, just from like a simple, like remembering that you're one person in one school in the whole world that's that's trying to do all of these things too. And I, I don't think we ever looked outside of ourselves for very much other than PD books. And that was always like such a hassle. Don't get me wrong. No, it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's very hard to get that like bite-sized snapshot of what it is to look into somebody else's classroom and like doing all the things that we do and never having time to do all the things that we feel like we should do, but then doing all of the things anyways. And then the extra stuff, when the heck were you going to be able to do that anyways? And social media literally just brings you into somebody else's room and their thought process and their routines and all of it. Which is so light bulb for a person, for a person's, for people like us. And I think for a lot of people who are listening, you can share in this experience. And then you probably also have colleagues who are like, I don't, you know, are kind of like very anti-social media. And it's a little bit frustrating because I feel like that really did kind of divide me from other people in my department because I really felt like the growth I experienced by watching, listening to, being challenged by other teachers was pushing me in a way that a lot of my other colleagues were just kind of being left behind. Um, Now there's certainly, you know, Marie and I are going to talk about a lot of things today, but there are definitely some dark negative and not so healthy pieces of this puzzle. Um, But for the most part, I think today will be a really cool day just to celebrate the cool things that we've learned, the ways that we've been challenged in this this landscape. I mean, can you imagine have surviving, surviving pandemic teaching or, and like post pandemic teaching without being able to turn to these people who are experiencing these same feelings, other places in the world. I mean, it's just so, it's just so comforting. No, totally. Well, and, and like I said, I, I don't know that I'd still be a classroom teacher. I, I may have gone admin route. Like I may have done something else. And now thinking about it, I'm like, not, 
Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Like that Seinfeld episode. I am not an administrator. <laughs> like, by no means. But like I was looking for something to change it up and to be more. Um, and I was looking for that next step in my career. And for a lot of people that is going the administrative route and it just wouldn't have been right for me. And so finding community and finding other perspectives to be able to just keep pushing what I was doing is what did it for me. So today we are going to really hone in on one social media platform that we know very, very well, Instagram, and one social media platform that I have dipped my toe in and that Amanda has held at arm's length for very good reasons. A pinky toe. Pinky toe. And I have just had some very interesting observations of the teacher TikTok because it's fascinating. But I like, we kind of wanted to start by talking, and we know that Twitter is out there. We know that Facebook is there. We know that YouTube exists as well. Obviously, I know that YouTube exists. But like, there's something about Instagram and TikTok and putting them next to each other. And a lot of the people that I follow on one, I also follow on the other. And it's just interesting the different personalities that these different platforms have, mm-hmm. especially from the two of us mid-career teachers <laughs> who are getting our first taste at what it is to feel old. Yeah. Technology old, especially, you know, yes. I think you and I are of the generation, like the dial up internet. We solved that problem. Uh, yes. manager, messenger, like we handled it. Like we were part of so much of the technology boom. Like we were along the road. So like, we're not like, we were never handed technology and said it already works. Um, you know, like we have been so adaptable and now I'm feeling I'm finally at the point where I'm like, I don't want to learn something new. Yeah, what the hell? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm tired. I yes. I TikTok and I always spell it wrong. Okay. You do. That's- you put in C's and they don't belong. <laughs> That's for after the music. Okay. They don't belong. Yes. You know, you're right. I forgot. We didn't cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Okay, friends. So before we get messages that are coming at us for what we're saying, in no way here are we just having a big SHIT talking. Why don't I just say it? Shit talking session. I don't know why I was spelling it like we have toddlers around. I mean, if you do, sorry. But we are going to talk about, obviously, the two of us favor Instagram over TikTok. And we have our own personal reasons, which we're totally going to talk about. But we want to like first start with kind of the personality of each platform as we see it. So just don't come for us if you don't see it the same way, okay? Just know that we all have differing (laughs) opinions is what I'm saying. Because I've started bringing things up here and there on my Instagram stories and people are like, whatever. And I'm I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just telling you what I'm noticing and how like I can't quite find my place in it. I just can't find my place in some of it. So Instagram, when I first got on Instagram, I could not understand why the hell somebody would care what I was talking about, like why someone would care about about a picture 
of a candle on my desk and then me talking about my morning so far. And I think that Instagram specifically has moved past a lot of the just like photo caption posting. I don't know. What was your experience? Like first getting on social media, I couldn't figure out what to say. Well, okay. So I remember, and if you listened to last week's episode, you heard my little diatribe about Periscope. So Periscope was actually the first platform I was on. And I remember holding on strong. We had heard about this Instagram thing creeping up. And I remember saying to people like, Periscope's going to stay. Instagram's never going to make it. Blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I kind of came into Instagram from an angle of like, I'm here to share things with you. I was already doing it on Periscope. And you were already on TBT, yeah? And I was, yes, I I was newly, freshly minted on TBT. But I was still using, I think, Instagram, like, hybrid style. Like, it was partially my family. It was a picture of, you know, Louise cooking barbecue. And then it was a stack of books or whatever. God knows what. Um, But, yeah, I think think part of that, like, the evolution of Instagram is part of why I think we are – part of the the team Instagram versus TikTok. I mean, TikTok is so young um, in a lot of ways, but I, I think the impressions that I get from TikTok are very different from Instagram, wherein I feel like Instagram has done or provided the opportunity to build community. And I think that the biggest difference that I'm noticing is in the, the caption part of the equation, right? I feel like I love writing some or some short cheeky captions, but I really like writing long captions with ideas and you do. Yes. calls to join people joining me. But I, you know, that's me coming from right, being a blogger first. Right. So like, sure. I, I like to write more lengthy. If you don't care, then you probably don't follow me anyway. And I don't really care. Like that's fine. But I don't know. I feel like long captions and conversation in the comments is community building Whereas I don't get the impression that anyone's really there for that on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. That's not my impression. It's hard to say because, so, I mean, same thing, except that it's it's rare that I'm going to write a really long caption unless I'm either, either of two things is happening. One, I'm on a roll for whatever reason. I'm either like hopped up on a lot of caffeine or I'm pissed about something or whatever. And then I will like my thumbs will go a million miles an hour and I will write a long caption or I've prepped ahead of time and I've typed them like on a doc or something and then I've copied and pasted them over and I'm like having things on auto post because I'm trying to like actually be consistent, which I think we all know if you're following the caffeinated classroom on Instagram, I'm not that consistent. It's been a hard year. Um, However, and this is something I mentioned last week too, in last week's episode, way better on video. I am way better in the moment than I am in writing. And I think it's because I overthink it. It's like all of these things having to do with like being a writer. And part of that is also why I never really had a blog take off, but I had a YouTube channel take off because like I'm a talker. And I mean, you're a talker too, but you are a much more fluid writer than I am. It takes me, I have to be in like a certain state to be able to write like that. So I kept thinking, okay, I'll start, I'll start a TikTok also. And maybe that'll get me more consistent on Instagram if I'm doing both things and I'm just doing short videos. Well, it turns out I am not short winded. It turns out. Turns out. I don't, I mean, spoiler alert, everybody, short form content is like real hard for me to make. Uh, Join the club. Yeah. So like, 
when Instagram Reels started getting like more and more uh, traction, and then like, I was like, okay, but like I can do this. I, I'm I'm witty enough. People like when I tell stories. My captive audience of teenagers laughs at my stories. Yeah, but they're like ten minute stories. Well, hello, brave new teachers. Pardon the interruption. I wanted to invite you all to a pretty cool opportunity. Some of you have already had this, and some of you have just heard us talk about it quite a bit. Amanda and I have a masterclass that is all about uh, designing and delivering formative assessments to students in ways that are really useful and purposeful and extremely equitable and inclusive in our classrooms. And so I wanted to make sure that you all have the opportunity to join us. It is our masterclass called Down With The Reading Quiz, Formative Assessments for a New Generation. And it is something that we put together, gosh, almost a year and a half ago, where we go through three different types of formative assessments that we use in our own classrooms that provide quite a bit of equitable and inclusive feedback for us and for our students about what students are actually really learning. We show you how to design and create and then implement and grade formative assessments that deal with students actually synthesizing information instead of regurgitating what they think you think they should know, but actually showing what they can synthesize. It also has different strategies for assessing analytical skills. And then another strategy or two for assessing student writing skills in a formative way. And all the while, also assessing student understanding comprehension, whether that's reading or just understanding of a lesson. We give three different strategies for formative assessments. We absolutely love it. We have had hundreds of teachers come through this masterclass and say it is changing the way that they uh, approach assessment, formative assessment anyways, in their classrooms. And so we wanted to make sure that you knew about it. Uh, if you would like to register for free and actually watch it immediately, you can head to bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass or the show notes for this episode. Cannot wait to see you all there. Again, that is bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass. Join us for Down With The Reading Quiz and see the results in your classroom. Really change it all for the better. It is a true game changer. All right, back to the show. Well, and this is, and this is the, this is like what you're describing is this shift because social media was not created for teachers, Right, it's right. created for um, all of the reasons that they get to decide it exists for their business, and I think you know even with reels on Instagram, kind of taking off has been frustrating to the teacher entrepreneur community because I think a lot of us care very deeply about the balance between quick and dirty, easy tips and ideas, but also thoughtful deeper conversations that need mm -hmm. to happen in education. Um, so it's really hard to maintain that when the platform is working against you in certain ways, um, because sometimes, you know, creating short form content really undervalues what we're here to say on a little bit more of a serious note. I think, I do think at this point, Instagram is a little bit more on the serious side than Instagram or than, um, which is interesting. Which, Which is, is interesting, interesting because for a while there, when I was first on Instagram and not on Twitter, I felt like I was somehow, I mean, no, 100%. Like I would have friends, friends of mine who are also colleagues be like, so you're on, oh, you're on like the picture one, on the cute one. And now it almost feels like, because I just really never got into Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. I just wasn't a Twitter no shade, girl. But like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, 
I, I tried and I like found myself forgetting that it existed. So obviously, like, why am I trying to make fetch a thing? And now I feel like it's going in the opposite or it's going further down the line where like Instagram, like you said, has a little bit more, I don't want to say heart, but maybe that's what I want to say. At least what's coming up on my feed in TikTok is very showy and almost purely for entertainment, which has its value. It's just different. And I do think that that is one of the things that concerns me about TikTok. And this is where I'm starting to feel like the old nagging lady who's like, you know, kids, you shouldn't do this. And stay off of my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I do, I do worry about the, the excessive amount of entertainment in the videos on YouTube in terms of teacher talk. You mean TikTok? You said YouTube. Isn't teacher talk? What did I say? Yes, I said YouTube. You said YouTube. However, I was trying to go a to- lot of people's TikToks then become short videos on YouTube. So like that short form sure. content is going everywhere. It's on Instagram Reels. It's in YouTube Shorts. It's it, but it's really originating. TikTok itself is more short form. Sorry, keep going. Well, no, and I, and I just think that we as consumers have to be very careful about what we let into our algorithms, what we let into our mm-hmm. feeds and, you know, what we, especially if you are a younger or newer teacher, there are lots of younger and newer teachers on TikTok, which is awesome. Like good for you for putting yourself out there. But there's also like, I think that comes with a huge cautionary red flag, like just because it's there doesn't mean we shouldn't ask questions. And and the same thing goes for Instagram. But I feel like people who are on Instagram are a little bit more seasoned in terms of knowing, I don't know, like understanding who their audience is and understanding how to present themselves. And I, I think TikTok's getting a little bit, it really, it really depends on the creator. Well, and there's a little bit more getting to know you, which I think you started to say before on Instagram. Because that's where, I mean, like I said before, that's where you and I met. And that's how we even yeah. got to know each other before we really got to know each other is you you have time and you have space to like see pieces of that person and hear more of their story, where at least my experience with TikTok is more video, video, content, content, video, video. And so I can't even really pinpoint exactly what it is, like the nuance that's there. But one thing that concerns me about TikTok, and you had said new teachers. One thing that concerns me is a hashtag called teacher quit talk, which I have a lot of thoughts on. Is it spelled T-O-C or T-O-K? It's T-O-K because it's still only T-O-K. Is it it user error or is it the word? (laughs) Anyway. So, Okay. If you take out your phone and you look up on, uh, well, I wonder if it's on Instagram too, but at the hashtag on TikTok, teacher quit talk, you will see a buttload of videos. And it's a buttload of videos of teachers talking about either leaving the classroom, why they want to leave the classroom but can't, or why education is so broke. It is a, it is a hotbed for negativity down spiral. <laughs> like it is... <sighs> Here's my 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 take on it. Absolutely, teachers, especially especially in the year 2022. Like, remember, everybody, I I get it. I am there with you. I am teaching. I'm in it. 
we need a place to vent. We need a place to air our grievances. We need a place to be able to also find perspective and to know that if you feel stuck in this job, like if you don't want to be doing it and you have the means to be able to leave, then do what's right for you and what's right for your family. But also, I can't imagine being in a teacher credentialing program or a new teacher or just even someone mid-career where I am right now, but without the kind of like support and community that I have and just being bombarded with a teacher quit talk on my algorithm. It's real negative and that's real dark and it does not show all the different aspects that go into something like teaching. And it ju- that's where the short form cuts out so much and you just get to the punchline because it's clickbaity. That is me. also what concerns me are the videos of, you know, there's, there's a fine line and, and I don't, and I said, I'm not there often enough to have built relationships with some of these teachers or know them or know their content. But that does concern me about this. The video content seems to be very much about getting noticed, yes, getting follows and getting likes even more so than Instagram ever felt. And like when that's being attached to the trauma of the very real trauma of some people's teaching experiences yeah. or, or the over dramatization of that and almost making, you know, which cheapens then, which cheapens real experience. Yeah. And that, that is concerning to me when some of these videos seem to be very um, much more about getting, attracting followers, attracting traction to their, to their following, you know, like that's, I think I, I don't like that. That's being, I don't know that that doesn't seem like a trend worth celebrating. It's a red flag. It's a, it's a red flag. It's concerning as veterans, especially like going. "Mm." (laughs) I, I know that when I resigned, I knew that I, I, one, I had a pretty large following of teachers on Instagram. I had a podcast audience. And so there was no, there was no thought in my head that I was going to somehow conceal my resignation from people who follow me and trust me. I mean, there, there needed to be this, um, announcement and this very brief discussion so that mostly so that I can tell my story rather than people making assumptions. And so what did we do? Well, we had a podcast episode about it and I mm-hmm. talked about it very plainly. I posted a picture of the, of text that said, I submitted my resignation today and a brief caption, maybe not so brief. And, a caption. <laughs> and, and that was it. And I don't know if it was right or wrong, but I know that I didn't post a video of me crying on my last day in the car or anything extraordinarily intimate, that stuff, I still keep to my family and my school friends. And well, uh, I feel like maybe that's also an age difference. Thing. I was just going to say, I think boundaries there. I think that leads to where we've been doing specifically this for a while. This yeah. being we've been classroom teachers for a while. And we have, and we've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. We have blurred our own boundaries. We yeah. have crossed our own boundaries. We have let too much into our personal energy, right? From our classroom, from our students, from our school, from our whatever. And we've come out of the other side of that through, you know, teaching for a decade and a half and going, "Mm, I just don't know that that is a boundary I'm willing to cross is giving X, Y, and Z of my, what feels like my personal information and my personal story or somebody else's story. So like, I I think that that might be a generational difference of you and me and 
specifically talking about the youngest of the young teachers who are out on social media, um, because not all new teachers are in their early to mid 20s. But those who are, there seems to be a generational divide in what we are comfortable sharing on the internet. And I think it's also, like you were saying at the beginning of this episode, we remember when the internet was new. We remember our first ever, uh, you know, email addresses that we could only access in the computer that's off of the kitchen because that was the one that plugged into the phone. Like, and so we have a completely different, and we have a very stranger danger idea of the internet as well, Mm -hmm. that... Some younger, I'm going to say kids, but like I'm thinking really about our students when I say that. But I, I, younger professionals have a completely different view because they've never known a world without YouTube. Yeah. Just fascinating. Well, and, and the getting caught up in the cycle of attention seeking behavior and, and gaining a following, like for what? I mean, I think a lot of that is something that just happened. There's not been a lot of coaching or guidance. Um, and and that's been normalized. It's the rest of society is doing it. So why wouldn't we see it here in our little education pocket? But I'm still kind of shocked sometimes to see it in our little education pocket. Cause I'm like, Oh God, you're telling somebody else's story. Like you're telling a kid's story. Yeah. That's not your story to tell. No. Yeah. The boundaries is is definitely a, a concern, um, but at the same time, like I, I think I don't, we're not here, like Marie said earlier, to blast TikTok, but we're here to figure out moving forward. I know that TikTok is for a lot of people, like Instagram was for Marie and I. Yep, what you are finding, and that's kind of what we're here today to do to share with you are to find your people. Um, if as a consumer, right, that's where we have the power is to curate what we see and what we interact with, what we like, um, and to support the kinds of work that we do value. Could we be out there trolling people and telling them, nah, 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 and like naughty, naughty? I mean, sure. But what's better to me, what feeds my soul is looking for and finding the things that bring me joy. And especially with TikTok in mind, I know for me, that's been diversifying who and what I follow. I do love teaching. I love following teachers. I, even though I've been out of the classroom for almost a year now, I still follow and learn from teachers all the time. But I've also done a better job, I think, of following my interests outside of teaching. So sure. that my social media experience is much more, it's, it's not quite such a vacuum or a silo. Um, and that's a dangerous thing that we talk about all the time in my AP Lang classes. Are you aware of the echo chamber that you're in <laughs> or not? Um, yeah. so for me, that's been, that's been huge, but we're, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you about all my favorite gardening Instagrammers, but, uh, well, <laughs> but we maybe will she will in another episode. Okay. Another unrelated episode. And but, I'll tell um, you about my bread making. There's some really soothing Dude. bread makers. Oh my there. gosh. And they punch the dough down and you're oh. like, yeah, get the dough. And they'll like sprinkle the charcoal on top ah. and it's in the oven. And oh yeah, no, no, no. Dude, all, I'm all in. All yeah. in. All in. <laughs> into baking, <laughs> baking videos. Um, and yeah, I follow parenting accounts. I follow mm-hmm. all kinds of people to help make me feel like I'm not alone with a three and a four year old. Oh God. Um, so that's, you know, that's I think really what I wanted to say today is, you know, young teachers proceed with caution, proceed with, you know, discernment with who you listen to, who you take advice from, Incl- including us. Including <laughs> us. We are not apart from that. Um, but, but really, and, and I think let a, a wide range of people help you 
look through the lens of teaching rather than a couple of loud voices, even though that definitely includes us. We're pretty loud. Oh no, we're pretty loud. We're pretty loud. Well, and like, I'm going to keep trying because I feel like, I don't know. I was telling Amanda before we started recording, like, I feel like I used to be more fun to follow on social media. And then like the pandemic happened. And then this year of teaching through pandemic, the 21, 22 school year happened. And I just went, I have no more to give. Like, I have, I have nothing left in me. I'm still having funny stories happen in the classroom all the time. I'm still having, st- like, it's still hap, but I, like, cannot find, I get all, like, stuck in my head of, like, but who cares? No one's going to care about that. But it, I just used to be more fun to follow. And now I think I'm just less fun in general. I've never a- been fun. I've always been all business. And, like, <laughs> I think people have stopped following me because they're like, Jesus, Amanda, just take a breath for crying out loud. <laughs> that is everything you have to talk about what I have to do tomorrow in the classroom. Like, can you just have a life? And I'm like, Ugh. Well, but that's also, like, we've we've <laughs> learned through doing to, like, kind of niche down and give people what they want and what they're looking for. And I just, it's funny, find, like, striking that balance of, like, I'm not going to sit. I, for a while, was sharing a lot of stuff at home and sharing stuff with my kids. And then I listened to a few podcast episodes of a podcast called Under the Influence with Joe Piazza. And I was telling you about this. And there's a couple episodes about people showing their kids online. And I got spooked and I took my kids off completely. And it made me take a big step backwards from sharing so much of myself on the internet that I was like, you know, I'm here for teaching. So why don't I just, just focus on that? And now I want to find the balance of like, yeah, but I'm also still a person. So like the person teacher can still shine through. It's it's hard. It's hard to know what to do. Well, there are some people on this list that I think do a really good job of that, that yes. we love following and we love being part of that because they've, they've really done a, a beautiful job of that. So why don't we share with you our top 20, our second to last top 20 list. This is episode 99, everybody. I literally episode can't 99. even. Nine. Literally. Why don't you start? 20 people to follow on. Some of them are just on Instagram. Others are on both. Some of them are just on the talk spelled T-O-K, just in case. Just in case you all had Amanda's affliction. So one person that comes to mind right away that I feel like does a really inspiring job of sharing a blend of her passionate teaching practice, her personal life, and a lot of like really serious things and fun things at the same time. And I don't know how she does it. uh, But my good friend Molly at that awkward teacher, Molly does it all. I I feel like Molly is a professional social media strategist. I know. She must be exhausted all the time. And how is Molly not with 300,000 followers? Well, I think truly is well, but this is the thing that I admire about her is she's in, talk about discerning. Yes. Um, I think Molly is very specific about what she shares, who she shares it with, and when she shares um, a lot of those things that are like making her human. You know, Molly does a great job of using that close friends feature. I don't do a good enough job of like keeping up with that. Like, I think I have a couple on there because I was like a force to it sometime, but she does, she will use her close friends to share some of that more personal stuff because she's, you know, she's put her exactly on that list, people she trusts and wants to 
share things with. And so Molly will share everything from her. Molly's a local friend of mine. She actually mm-hmm. teaches not too far from me. So we've had a couple of meetups and I've gotten to hold Jess. So don't be jealous. I almost kidnapped him once. Um, but <laughs> Molly shares a lot about her. Just a light kidnapping. It's okay, oh, everybody. Light, light Listen, listeners, relax. It's a light kidnapping. She I, knows where she lives. It's and fine. Who know Molly are like, yeah, I'm jealous of your light kidnapping because Jess is adorable. Um, but she said she has a lot about her family, um, her like DIY projects, her fashion stuff. Um, she does a really cool work with all of her Amazon affiliate links and her clothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, way cute. Couldn't wear it, but whatever. I love you. Um, and then I think Molly does a really nice job too of sharing very specific things that have worked in her classroom, both in story and in resource. Um, she does not have a TPT store. She has a free Google Drive folder that teachers can use and um, a Venmo. She's just got a lot of things going on over there all the time. And I appreciate her honesty, what she shares about the school board and the things that she's mm-hmm. trying to make happen. So really, I think Molly's got a lot of things and I'm sure a lot of you are already following her. But if you're not that awkward teacher, Miss Molly Molly, give her a big a big instagram hug she is not on tiktok and i don't know but she's just the cutest like she's she's just the cutest okay why don't you do all of yours because mine kind of lumped together oh okay mine are like a package deal because it's like a whole thing Sure. Well, our list is super long. And like I said, we've shared in a couple of our our last episode, a lot of teacher businesses that we follow. So those people are also on social media. So don't forget about them. Um, I'd say another person I would recommend following is my good friend, Krista Barber. Krista and I have worked together on a couple of projects and I just love watching her reels. She's so cute. Her Instagram handle is at whimsy and rigor. I do believe she has a TikTok. I can double check for us later. I'm looking right now. You keep talking and I'm going to look. Okay, because her reels are so clever. Um, She does a really nice job of problem solving in all of her videos. She'll kind of present like, do you have this problem? I've got the solution. Problem, solution, problem, solution. She is very clever in how she does that. And I just love following her. She's upbeat. She's positive. But Chris is also challenging the status quo in very brave new teaching fashion in terms of the way that we do things in assessment, the way that we do things in literature. And I always appreciate the balance of fun, whimsy, and rigor, the challenge. Uh, she's very true to her, true to her handle. Do you see her on Instagram? Oh, no. She. It appears that she claimed the username on TikTok, but she's not okay. there yet. But like people are talking about her. That's what's funny is like, there's a few like ELA collab posts, like That's the funny. ones that I know you're talking about where she's mentioned, but she's just not here yet. That's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Give Krista a follow. She's the best. Um, and tell her I said hi. Um, okay. So a couple other people I think you should be following on Instagram because I, well, I, ha- I do have one TikToker. I'll do her last. Some, well, someone else to add to your list, my middle school teachers and even high school teachers that have freshmen, I think you'd have a lot to learn from Wendy. She's at middle school forever. Wendy actually, and I will link it in the show notes. She wrote a guest post on my blog about middle grade books. And she is a book queen. She has like new, like three reels or four reels a week. She is cranking them out. And she shares a lot about books and thematic grouping of books. So if you're doing choice novels or units that are based on a theme, um, that's what her post is about on my website. So I'll share that with you. And she's got 
three categories as like an example with recommended books for each of those categories. And they're great. So she is a wonderful resource. She's also very human, very sweet and very funny. Um, We like humans. Yeah. Yes. We're a fan of humans. We are a fan of humans. Um, The next person I have on my list is my friend, Samantha. She is at Secondary Urban Legends. She is a teacher in Florida. And not too long ago, like I think it was a couple days ago, she posted this really clever reel about reading dystopian books and trying to figure out how to be a teacher in Florida. It was very cheeky and very funny. I actually remixed her her video. Um, And so she is another fellow high school English teacher. Again, keeping it raw, keeping it, you know, sassy and fun. And I just, I appreciate following Samantha. We've written a couple things together before too. Um, But she's always got a really great kind of, she's got both that fun attitude toward teaching, but also that like critical eye on what we can be doing better. And I think she does a really nice job in her, especially her, if we're talking like short, short form video, I think she's another person to be following for that. Absolutely. Right. And then I think my last recommendation, at least for now, because we got to eventually end this podcast, would be (laughs) my wonderful friend, Anna Perez. Anna and I met, um, she actually uh, recruited me to be her coach this year. So I coached her through the Frankenstein unit that I'm always raving about. Uh, And I was like, I really want to do this new thing. And I said, you know, a whole thing, we, we got to Frankenstein, right? And so we actually paired Frankenstein with punching the air as a paired text unit. It's really amazing. Um, and all that is to say that's because of her. She is a very, very passionate creative writing teacher. So she and I found that in common. She shares a lot about you know, her experience with students and teaching creative writing in her, her world. And she is both on Instagram and TikTok. And I really love just kind of keeping up with her and what she's doing in her, her life journey. I mean, she's just really true to who she is. And I appreciate that so much about her. And Well, and she like Samantha has figured out how to make short form content work in a way that's thought provoking, educational, right? right? Like, and it's, and it's not, it's not that like, I'm just going to throw it out there and say it. It's not the like filtered pretending to be a kid and a parent and an administrator. And it goes through like, right. Like all the multi, those ones can be amazing. Those, those videos where we're kind of like playing all of the characters can be amazing. But I find that those are the ones that when they tell somebody else's story that shouldn't be told, make me cringe the most, but those short form videos that are, all the things we want them to be like, that's what, that's what we want. I like it. So yeah. So Krista, Wendy, Samantha, Anna reels for days, Molly, Instagram stories for days. Oh yeah. Molly's Instagram stories give me so many ideas, like weekly ideas on what to do. I love it. Yes. Those are my five out of our 20. Marie, it's your turn. Okay. I have five and my five come with a message that I left Amanda weeks ago, just randomly left her a voice memo that was like, Hey, listen, I just went down a rabbit hole of teacher comedians. Did you know that this is a thing? Like I knew that there was like Joe Dombrowski, Mr. D times three, and he has been out of the classroom and he was back in the classroom for like a minute and he's back out of the classroom now. And he's been doing like stand up on his own kind of a tour and he's like gaining steam and he is absolutely hilarious. He's got a podcast. He's got all of these things and he's a stand-up comic. And then I found just through a deep dive one afternoon, it was a balmy Sunday that like 
teacher stand-up comedy is like a thing. And some of you can be like, yeah, duh. I, I listen, listen. Every day in my classroom is like a new stand-up routine, right? It's like I'm just like testing material. So I completely understand how and why classroom teachers specifically would be so well attuned to doing or primed is what I'm trying to say to do stand-up comedy. But the fact that it's like a thing and that like board teachers, as in like boardteachers.com, the like, is it a blog? Is it a website? Has a board teachers comedy tour. And so some of the names that I have here are like <laughs> on that comedy tour. And I follow them on TikTok. I follow them on Instagram. And they make me laugh until I cry. And some of these do the whole like back and forth thing, playing the perspectives of different stories. I think they're just very careful to make sure that they're either completely fictional or stories that are not crossing any boundaries. So I already mentioned Joe, Mr. D. His podcast makes me laugh so hard sometimes that like I can't put on my makeup because I'll like listen when I'm putting on eyeliner and I have to stop because I'm like crying. But the other four, I've got Tell, who's who's like moniker is Mr. Williams Pre-K. I actually first heard him on the Mr. D is the social studies podcast. (laughs) And the two of them talking about teaching and early career and their experiences with social media and parents and teaching little ones had me in tears laughing and they're just so funny and so poignant, like to just the things that you go, oh my gosh, yes, that does happen all the time. The way that a stand-up comic does, right? You're like the late night TV host of teaching. Yes. Like the Stephen Colbert's and the Jimmy Fallon's of this career. Cause like you said, like there's the cheap humor and then there's like the, the sarcastic, satirical almost like way of kind of poking at the system that needs to get changed. I think And hitting the nail on the head, just like, bam, that's what it is. And that's what makes it funny. But I just still, okay. So then a couple, uh, Brianna Richardson, Honest Teacher Vibes is one of my favorite people to follow on any, anywhere. She is just, I like, feel like we would be friends and her timing, her comic timing is freaking flawless. And like, kills me with her stories. And then Gary Brooks, if you don't already follow Gary Brooks, he's an administrator. Is he a principal? I think so. But I mean, he was elementary, but still like just very funny. He's got a lot of video content on a lot of different platforms. And then I've also recently really started following another teacher comic who's on the board comedy tour, Devin Siebold. He's a history teacher. I think he's secondary social science. And just his classroom, you can just tell that his classroom demeanor is very funny. And I watched one of his, no, I listened to his podcast. He was talking about how he's actually shy in real life. And I thought that that was just, I was like, yeah, right. A lot of people are. And it's just funny. Mm -hmm. But like the fact that we teachers have a specific niche of stand-up comedy delights me to no end. (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful. It really is. It is just delightful and so weird and so cool. All at the same time. <laughs> the world is new. I mean, it's I know. a crazy world. I mean, it is, it is just, um, it's, it gives me hope though, right? Like that is, that's hopeful for the future of teaching. If it can be more than just teaching, that is so good for us. Well, cause like everybody goes to school. Everybody has a teacher. Even and if you're homeschooled, then like your parent is, your, you still have a teacher. Like it's everybody, universal experience, everybody. And it's about time that we were more on the front lines of telling our own stories, right? Like, I mean, yes. if, that's, if that's what kind of, I think, links our our episode together somehow is I think teachers so long spent time in their classrooms, just in their classrooms. And like between 
social media and connecting with each other to developing businesses to developing comedy mm-hmm. tours. I mean, I being, being like having the platform to share your story, I think will over time change the narrative about teachers and what education is. I think we're in it. So it's going to be hard to see it till things are different again. But I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And we're, we're moving in a really exciting direction. And I hope that the board teachers comedy tour comes to San Diego. I'm just saying, like, I would like to come and watch. Do I want to be on stage? It just sounds like a lot of work right now. But um, I want to watch. Yeah, I would go. They need to come to Chicago first. Can they come to Chicago during the TPT conference? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Actually, I don't even know that we've told you all, Brave New Teaching. Here's a fun bonus for the end of the episode. That Amanda and I, the Brave New Teaching team, are going to be, I almost said performing, presenting at the TPT Conference 2022 in Chicago. And we are very pumped to be presenting about podcasting. What do you know? Well, yeah. And so Marie and I will be together for the first time. I have like, it makes me emotional to even say it out loud. Bro, I'm so excited. I... I have not seen Marie since June of 2019. Like I'm actually emotional about this. Like I was talking to John (laughs) Rodney about this the other day, speaking of teachers that are on our list. John's also on our list of people to follow. And I was like, but I think he's going to see you at some kind of upcoming conference. And I said, please hug her so hard for me because I haven't gotten to do it in so long. I can't wait. Oh, my friend. I know. I did tell, I mean, fun fact, listeners, I did tell Amanda that I might get off the plane a little sauced because I'm so excited <laughs> and I need to like calm down. I definitely need a hug. I, yeah. Oh, she's, she's actually crying. I'm not actually crying. Yes, you crying. are. You, bit. listen, you love me. I just, just cry it out. Temperature diet Pepsi. Okay. Remember, <laughs> you don't really love me that much. I do. I love you very much. And friends, we love you. Thank you for hanging out with us for 99 episodes. We cannot wait for next week. Episode 100 coming at you. Celebration, reflection, and connecting with you, our community. We are excited to get the other half of our list of 20 teachers that we are following right here, right now on social media for all of the reasons. And we had to limit it to 20, which was very, very hard. Head to the show notes to get the rest of those. And then just like go down the rabbit hole and find a bunch of people you want to follow for all the different reasons. And until we meet again, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school. 